0: Hello and welcome to a Sideways Life podcast. We are on day 13 of Podmas, just in case anyone's just joined us right now. What's Podmas, Leanne?
1: Podmas is your audio advent calendar counting you down to Christmas Day by giving you an episode of a Sideways Life podcast every day.
0: And this is day 13, which is when you open it up and if you've got a chocolate one, this is like a... I would say something like a dairy milk.
1: Yeah.
0: I think we're like halfway through, just over half, no, yeah, we're just over halfway through. Yeah. And this is your dairy milk because this is the one that you don't really want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 this
0: is the one you go, mm-hmm. I wish it was a dairy milk caramel at the very least, but. Or it could be a finger of fudge. That was horrible.
1: Oh, but I like the finger of fudges.
0: No, it always makes me feel a bit weird. Like, you know the jokes when in the 80s you want a finger of fudge? <laughs> kind of thing.
1: No, I like a fudge. I stand by a fudge.
0: Anyway, <laughs> away <laughs> from fudging. Which I'm sure is in the uh, is in the, in the the Urban Dictionary. Um, so today, what are we talking about today, Leah?
1: Well, we don't need, mean to bring the mood down. We just we're just keep, keeping it real. Mm. So today's song is in the bleak midwinter. Now bear with us. We're Mm -hmm. not going to sit here and cry over a gin. We've done that already. (laughs) Not on the podcast, but we've done it already. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, when you live in Southern Europe, during the winter months, it ain't all that.
0: It really isn't.
1: So today we're just going to have a little chat about the realities of living in Southern Europe during December, January, February, how we how we try and get through it, how we cope, the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: Now, if you lived in somewhere like Cyprus or Southern Greece or even like Andalusia or yeah, somewhere like yeah, that, yeah. then it might be okay. But when you've been on holiday and it's like thirty degrees and you're like, "Oh my god, wouldn't it be lovely if we lived here?" The reality is that over winter. It's fucking cold, mm. and it's not just cold outside; it's cold inside because you see the houses are generally built to keep the heat out, mm-hmm. which is great, and that's what you want in May, June, July, August, September.
1: Absolutely, and it, and it's the contrast, you know. Like we were saying today, like we're in we're in Istria now, as you know, southern tip, near Pooler. In the summer, we were hitting days where, and we completely understand it's a complete waste of electricity and counterproductive and we're killing (laughs) the planet but it was so hot it was so hot that we had to we had to we had a little electric fan outside on the terrace and there was even just to try and cool us down a little bit and there was even a couple of days where even that didn't work because it was like blowing a hair dry in our face Mm -hmm. it's it's so warm but the contrast is now yes it's not super cold we're from the northwest of england we haven't been there for a while but we 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 spent our time in our wellies and wrapping up and being chilly but even though it's not as cold we're talking maybe lows of what at the minute five or six Mm -hmm. we've dipped to maybe two or three early morning Mm -hmm. but like you say the houses aren't built for winter there's no central heating it's all open plan there's tiled floors which makes such a massive difference in the Huge. winter that you just spend all day being cold and i must admit there are days where it really gets to me and today was one of them i was sat at my desk this morning still in my pajamas because i couldn't bear to take off clothes that were already like body warm mm-hmm. with a scarf wrapped around me my big socks on typing away my computer thinking what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> why
0: Well, we've got the fire on as well, which is lovely and everything, but you have to be within sort of like two or three feet of the fire to get the benefit of the fire. Just to give you an idea, I'm sitting here in jeans with um, a big thick pair of socks over my socks. I've got a t-shirt, a jumper and a dressing gown on and I'm still not toasty warm. No. And like the Anne said, it's not like we've come from, you know, we've come from Spain or Thailand where it's warm all the time and it's just really cold. It's... The reality is, it is pretty freaking cold here in winter. Um, It's just down to the the, the houses. It's just the houses are not meant. Now, I mean, the weird thing is that the colder it is, so for example, in Maribor, in Slovenia, probably Mm -hmm. places in Croatia where it gets to minus four, minus five, the houses are built.
1: Yeah, we spent three, four months in Lithuania over lockdown, which is majority last winter. Absolutely fine. Spent lots of time in Prague, in apartments. Absolutely fine. We spent time in Poland. We spent time in Copenhagen. All the cold places in winter. And that's, that's not an issue. And I think the lesson that we're trying to impart here and advise you on, if you are a new expat or if you're looking at moving somewhere in Southern Europe in particular, really consider... The type of house that you're going to rent. We've we've fallen into this trap before. <laughs> so when we were in Andalusia, and we actually first started trialing a some kind of digital nomad life, so we were staying uh, near Estepona on the beach in our what we call our dream house 2.0, 1.0. First dream house, wasn't it? Yeah, 1.0. Stunning. We only left because the landlord sold the house. And we, we did all right there because there was an open fire. It was open plan, but, you know, southern Spain doesn't get that cold. So it wasn't too bad. So then we spent a couple of months traveling around Lucia and ended up in September time in a place called Gordo, which is about 30 kilometers north of Malaga in the hills, significantly above sea level. You're talking at least four degrees lower in temperature compared to the coast. At least. So we were staying in this beautiful farmhouse in in a beautiful valley over September. We were chatting to our Airbnb host. We said, I'm "Just curious, you know, is it free over winter?" She was like, "Yeah, absolutely, and we'll give you a really good price." Now, when she says a really good price, she gave us a freaking awesome price. Mm-hmm. We paid four hundred and fifty euros a month, and that was a back in the day one point four euros a pound, so it was about three hundred and twenty quid a month. That
0: included bills.
1: Including bills for a four-bed farmhouse. farmhouse, little garden, a little plunge pool. Yeah. That also had an open fire. It did. So we were like, yeah, sure, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And went back at the beginning of November and basically spent three months in 20 layers of clothing <laughs> because <laughs> this place was so cold and damp over winter it was such a contrast to the summer and since then we've been very mindful of the type of houses that we choose how they're going to be heated ideally you want somewhere that has an open fire and heat built in heaters as well because even with that it's 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 quite chilly
0: underfloor heating is Definitely must if you're looking at somewhere like Maribor, which is above sea level. Uh, Maribor is different because it gets to like minus minus six, minus seven in the morning is not unheard of at all. It's Most mornings are sort of like minus six, minus five, minus seven. The problem is, (laughs) if you're going for somewhere like that, where it is cold, most places have got adequate heating. If you're going for somewhere like Andalusia or um, northern Greece or any of the southern Europe, Italy, whatever... It's probably not going to be built. Now, the the Spanish have a very strange way (laughs) of solving this problem. They
1: do. Effective, but odd.
0: And so what is that? If you can imagine a table with a diameter of about six feet. A round table. A round table, diameter of about six feet. And a big tablecloth. And then underneath that table, there's an electric heater. Okay, so far so good. And the idea is that when, it, when the sun goes down at about six o'clock at night, you and your family sit around this table, put the tablecloth over your legs, and the heater heats you. Which you think, well, that's a little bit odd until you actually really think about the mechanics of that, where you're sitting with your family every single night from 6 p.m. to when you go to bed, 10, 11 p.m., staring (laughs) at your family, Mm -hmm. probably playing some kind of weird card game. (laughs) I mean, when we first moved into our place in, um, uh, we call it Dreamhouse 2.0 um, in uh, Colmenar, which is uh, east of Malaga. It's the one the Anne was just talking about. Well, no, it was different one to the Anne was just talking about. Um, and we walked in and we, we moved to that and we we're like, oh, please get rid of this. We don't want this. And they couldn't believe that we didn't want this. I love my wife very, very much. But I don't want to sit for four hours every single night <laughs> with a tablecloth over my knees looking at her going, well, what the fuck do we talk about now?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but the practicalities are: if you're renting a house all year round and you're in a southern European country, look out for heaters. Look out for if there is an open fire. Consider how open plan the house is. Make sure if you you know you don't have anything with you, if you are kind of nomading and or spending a lot of time there and not bringing all your stuff over, that there are thick blankets, that there are duvets, because that stuff isn't always guaranteed in Airbnb, and you're yep. gonna need it. Um, yeah, and just be willing to to go and do a massive haul at the beginning of November for all like the woolly jumpers and warm socks you can possibly buy.
0: Socks, I mean, <laughs> I, know we, I know we sound like such old people, but you need a thick pair of socks, because that, I mean, you know, we sit and work upstairs and it's lovely, and we have the heater on, but still, it's a marble floor. It's a relatively large space. Um, and we sit here, and Leanne's got like the vent for the fire. So when the fire's on, it pushes the air.
1: Oh, it's lovely, yeah.
0: Into the into end. But I sit only like maybe four feet in the desk next to her. But Jesus
1: Christ,
0: my feet are cold. Did
1: you buy the window as well? You've got to yeah. think about that. What the windows like? Are they double glazed? Are they not? You don't often get double glazing in yeah, Southern it's true. Europe. It's true. The drafts are real.
0: Yeah. So we're not trying to put you off. But what we are trying to do is say that after what? This is our eighth Christmas living or eight, eighth winter living in Europe. And don't assume that it's going to be lovely all year round. And in fact, the cooler the house is in the wind in the summer, which is great, it's very likely the cooler it's going to be in the winter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you do have, you know, the luxury of being able to travel full time, digital nomadic when the world starts to open up again or travel responsibly within the current restrictions. For us, I, particularly since we left Spain, I would definitely, through choice, obviously Croatia Want to spend a full year here, but if we're moving around, my choice in these months is to go north. Go to the places that are colder mm-hmm. but are built for winter. Like when we were in Latvia that time, like y- you couldn't, if you were indoors, like you were stripping off like the mm-hmm. eight layers that you had on because it's minus 12 outside because it's so warm and cozy. And that's that's the beautiful thing about winter, isn't it? When it's cold outside, your cheeks are all tingly. You go in, you're warm. You sit by the fire, beautiful. So for me, if you've got the luxury moving around, I'd go north. If you've got the absolute luxury, like we used to before Corona, mm. Alanai's main Alanai's main coping mechanism to avoid winter in Europe, because let's be honest, even as far south as you go, it's still not warm, warm. We used to go to Southeast Asia. We just used to just chase summer for three months, and it was it was marvelous. Oh.
0: It was so. I'm kind of our our <coughs> the way that we did things would be. Um, all the way through to November, maybe middle of November, we'd brave a, li- a few weeks of of Christmas. Uh, sorry, of, of coldness. We'd go back to the UK for Christmas and then we'd get on a flight mid-January and we'd stay for three months over in Thailand, Vietnam, Laos. Um, no, maybe not Vietnam because northern Vietnam is pretty cold. Um, uh, but Laos, Thailand, um, Indonesia, all those kind of places. Um, and it's a great way to avoid... <laughs> Avoid the winter. Now, of course, that's not possible. Well, it might be possible, but it's not practical for most people right now to go yeah. and do that. Um, but if you are trying to plan, so let's say you're sitting there going, I want like two or three years to nomad around the world. Definitely do Europe. May to, I would not even say October, if it's Southern yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly even middle November. But unless you really like cold toes, then maybe book in. Somewhere east.
1: Yes. Or go places where it's built for the cold.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, anything else you need to bear in mind when you get a house in Southern Europe over, over winter? Mm, I guess the only other thing that we have experienced from time to time is that rents can be cheaper mm-hmm. over the winter mm-hmm. period. Um, so if you are travelling on a budget or want to go to places that are perhaps you're out priced for in the summer, Croatia being a good example... Um, then, yeah, it's a good way to do it. And you do get some bright, beautiful, sunny days. Um, but just be really careful about the, the place that you choose to stay. Um, because it sounds daft and it's hard to imagine, but when you find it really difficult to heat your house, it, it can get pretty measurable pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know us. We We give you the honest view. We give you the honest talk. And winter in Istria is not so much fun. Um, And if you're in Istria right now and you're loving it, then either you're a little bit mental um, or you've got a house that's probably quite well insulated. But uh, the majority of houses, particularly what's interesting is if you're going for an Airbnb, a lot of Airbnbs are built for summer lets, So they're built to be cool and there's you know there might be the odd electric heater knocking about here or there because they don't tend to rent them out. So when you look on Airbnb and you see a place in southern Europe that is 300-400 euros a month um for Christmas you might think what a bargain but just consider <laughs> just consider that actually is it has it got heating? Has it got air conditioning that converts to warm? Has it got underfloor heating? Is it just going to be a little bit cold?
1: Yeah. Or, or you know, just, just add it into your budget to go and get electrical heaters. We have, we've had like the the big gas heaters, like off of your grand's house in the 60s. <laughs> um, with the, you know, fueled by the gas canisters, like the infrared one kind of things. Um You can get by. They're going to be fairly expensive to run, so you need to factor that in as well. I guess that's another thing to factor in, is actually, even if you do have the air conditioning that pumps out warmer, that is pricey to run. Mm -hmm. So I guess if you're an Airbnb, your bills are included, laughing. But that's another thing maybe to make sure if you are going to an Airbnb in winter, is that your bills are included. So anyway, that you can heat the house, you're not having to pay extra for.
0: Absolutely. So I know it's been a bit of a downer, but... I think that it's really, really important that you understand this. And I kind of wish... That, like, that sounded quite condescending. I don't mean that you personally understood that. One but needs to one understand. One needs to understand. And I think that if we'd known this, like we knew this coming into this long-term let, and even still, it's not us by surprise, but it's a bit like, oh, God, can't wait for summer. And the odd thing is that you can't... Imma- in the depths of winter, you can't imagine it being mm-hmm. really warm. And in, de- in the depths of summer where, like Leanne said... 10 o'clock at night, it's still touching 30 degrees. You can't imagine it being cold. So just be prepared.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Be prepared. Choose your places to stay carefully. Um, and buy some warm socks.
0: Buy some warm socks. <laughs> and on that note, shall we leave it for today?
1: I think we should. I think we should. Happy Monday. I think it's is <laughs> oh, it one of those days whether you're an expat living in Southern Europe or whether you're trying to figure a way to break free of the corporate world in the uk mondays are mondays my friend yeah. um but hey it's the last week before i think most people will break up for christmas that's nice
0: yeah so next week so we will be with you up until christmas day we'll have a special episode on christmas day um we've not quite planned what we're going to do yet but we'll have just a special episode and tomorrow we're we'll back with something hopefully a little bit more chirpy yes <laughs> okay all right guys, see you soon.
1: Bye bye.